Welcome back to the Triple Option Podcast. We are in episode number 10, which is crazy. Didn't think we'd get to double digits. We're going to jump right in uh, for a recap. What's up, guys? What you uh, what you guys got on the table? Pretty good weekend. A lot of pretty good football to watch. Uh, almost too much. Too much flipping between channels. So, But definitely fun, fun games to watch. It's always a good weekend when you have too many games and not enough TVs. Yep. That's 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 the truth. That's why we had to pick six games instead of five, like our normal. I know we have a lot to talk about, but I just kind of wanted to. Did Did you guys think that we'd get this far into doing this podcast, episode ten? It doesn't seem like a big number, but to me, it uh, ten weeks. Obviously, that's true. I don't know that I really thought about it. <laughs> I didn't know how far. I don't know. I kind of expected us to, you know couple years you know make be making millions off yeah. of is what i was really <laughs> yeah <laughs> no this is i mean this is a long time to have done it so yeah i wasn't sure what to expect either i thought we could possibly fizzle out but it's still going and football season's easier it'll i think it'll be a whole lot different after football season's over have to right have a little bit more fun activities to do and set, since we won't have a lot of football to talk about yeah we'll figure it out and just we just have so many listeners that we, we just can't stop the podcast. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Are are you guys still enjoying enjoying doing it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. It's just like having a conversation with with guys at the water cooler. Yeah. All right. Let's get into it. Sorry. Sorry. I kind of just threw everybody off with that. But what game? I I know that there's a lot of games. We're gonna get into the LSU game at the very end of this segment. Let's talk about the Red River Shootout. I heard a lot of people starting to call it the Red River Shootout because the Red River rivalry is really hard to pronounce a whole bunch of times. You know, I thought it was a, actually a good game. I thought it was going to be more of a shootout than it actually was. It seemed like it was a pretty good defensive battle uh, back and forth. I actually didn't get to watch much of it, but I listened to it on the radio, the Oklahoma, their you, broadcast. You painting your yeah your porch. I was painting my patio. My screen in patio, but I did get to this listen. This is to really it. cutting into your college football. We're gonna have to work <laughs> on this. It is. It really is. From what I heard, it was a it was a really good game. The reason why you're hearing a lot of people call it the shootout is because that's what it used to be called, but then they had to take that out because it promotes gun violence, I guess. But yeah, the first half was not a shootout. Second half, a lot more scoring, and it was just a really good game. It kind of kept you on the edge of your seats the whole time. Yeah, I thought both teams showed that they have more than just offense. You know, we say that Texas defenses, I, I still think they're pretty good, even though LSU kind of torched them and, and Oklahoma did towards the end. But Oklahoma's defense, I think, is much improved uh, from what they were last year. So, Yeah, that was the thing that stood out to me is Oklahoma's defense. They came to play. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think they both made some adjustments after halftime. It was definitely a good game to watch. Yeah, they would definitely need their defense to improve if they want to win the college championship. It's their their offense is there obviously with Jalen Hurts. Another pretty pretty good game, had a couple turnovers, but still all in all a solid game and their offense is there, it just really depends on how their defense shows up. Yeah, did you see that uh behind the back pass to Jalen himself and then threw it for a completion? That was that was nuts. Yeah, that was that was <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's, that's, there's not much else to say about it. That's a pretty crazy play. You know, one thing that stood out to me in this game, and I've watched, I don't know that I've watched a whole lot of Oklahoma games. You know, I mostly just see the highlights, which are a lot of highlights. One person we have not talked about much is C.D. Lamb. I mean, Jalen would probably be doing pretty good I'm not without him, 
but he is part of the heart and soul of that team, and he is amazing. Like he he just made some amazing plays, and he is so hard to tackle. And, and I really think he's part of the reason Jalen is where he is. And I think he needs to be in the Heisman discussion. Yeah, he he's definitely um, huge for that offense. And I actually, I had him down as a you know, possible biggest winner of the weekend. I, he had a a solid day. Hundred, I think it was like 170 something yards, roughly. Pretty good day for a wide receiver, especially in a big rivalry game like that. Joe, watch any of the Iowa Penn State game? I flipped back and forth from LSU Florida to that game, and it just seems like Iowa's offense has been struggling badly. I think that's an understatement. Yeah, uh, because we all picked that. We all picked Iowa to to win that game. Yeah, we did. Their their offense just isn't isn't there. Yeah. Even though they had a out the outstand one the one touchdown they've had in what four quarters five quarters something like that of an amazing catch by that wide receiver. I don't know who his name is, but yeah, the, I feel like the Iowa games are always a little bit boring if you want to say that defensive games that just that's just the way they're going to be because they have a great defense, but they have got to get something figured out on their offense. I know they always play kind of maybe a a more standard old school offense, run it down your throat, but they got to figure out how to move the ball if they're going to be any good. And and Penn State came to play. They impressed me. You know, they're, they're, they're undefeated right now. We hadn't talked much about them because they really haven't played anybody. They deserve to be up there, top 10 or so. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you, um, I'm not sure. I wasn't sure, especially going into this game, I wasn't sure exactly who Penn State was. I didn't know if they were pretender or contender. And I, I think after beating Iowa, they at least lean more towards the contender side than the pretender side. But, you know, it, the jury's still out for them, though. You know, we're going to talk about them again a little later against Michigan. Both of these teams seem like a copycat version of each other. They always have big hype coming in, and then they just flop. They end up just flopping a game. But Penn State played very well against Iowa, and we'll see. Yeah, Another team in the Big Ten, Wisconsin, went out there, nothing flashy, got another win. Just, And that's that's all you really have to say is, there, I mean, there's not much to really talk about them. They got a – Heisman candidate running back and good defense. They go out there and take care of business. Uh, I'm liking Wisconsin right now. They look really good. Yes. I I think I'm jumping on the Wisconsin bandwagon. I, I, I mean, the stats on them, I saw Cole Kublik put Wisconsin 127, state of Michigan 14. In other words, <laughs> Michigan State right. versus Michigan, they just killed them both. And they've really done that to almost all the teams, I think, Northwestern was the only one that it was a little bit close, but not really. I mean, their defense is stout, and, and I think they're content. I mean, if we did, redid our top ten, I think I'm going to have them in the top four. I, I really do. They've been that impressive to me. Do you want to talk about your team, Matt? No, I did not <laughs> want to talk about my team. <laughs> I just I, I want to ask you guys a question about that. Your Tennessee, so Tennessee beats Mississippi State. Which team is worse? Both of those teams are. I mean, we we lost, so <laughs> I, I I don't I don't know how to answer that question. Well, both teams are playing with backup quarterbacks. One is playing. Are they both true freshmen? No, no. Tommy Stevens is Richard senior. Oh, okay. Well, let's see. He played the first half, and then they put in Grant Schrader, who played the second half, who played much better, who should have played the whole game. Oh, so and y'all had a quarterback come back? They just changed him out because he okay. was stinking. Okay. okay. See, I didn't. I didn't get to watch that game, so I don't. It wasn't worth watching. It was awful. <laughs> okay. Tennessee also played two quarterbacks too. They had, I think that fr- that freshman started, got knocked out, and then they uh, they put in their normal. Yeah, starter, I, I mean, 
they Garantano came in, but he really he didn't do a whole lot. I mean, by that time they realized our offense wasn't doing much, so they just ran the ball down our throats. I don't know. Apparently they had the best defense in the SEC. <laughs> Not really, but it just felt that way. I, I don't know. I don't know what to say anymore. Uh, it's gonna have us in our biggest losers. Should Alabama be worried next week? They play Tennessee. Oh, they play Tennessee. Yes, best defense in the <laughs> SEC. You better watch out. I, I do think Pruitt did have them ready to play more than – I think they played better than they have. Still, we shouldn't lose to a Tennessee team. We have so much – we should be so much better than they are, I think. And it's just kind of sad and depressing when you get to watch Dan Mullen play on primetime versus LSU and, and play a tight game. And you're like, man, I wish you had him back. Please come back. <laughs> we want you back, Dan. How do you think FSU feels? Yeah. Uh, yeah, at least we're not FSU, I guess. Although we will be when we play Alabama and LSU, I think. So. Biggest biggest upset of the week? Uh, that's what I was just about to say. Georgia, South Carolina, who would have thought that? It, between the hedges, Jake Fromm had the worst game, which I might bring him up a little later, but I'll go ahead and tell you his stats. He was 28 for 51, 295 yards, which is still good. However... Three interceptions. And they were they were bad interceptions too. Like really really bad times for most of them. And also, if you look, if you watch that game, he missed a lot of open receivers. He just was not himself. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe he just had a bad game. I honestly going what when I saw this game, I thought it could be similar to the Alabama South Carolina game. Take um, control of the game, and then at the end, South Carolina puts up a touchdown or or so to make the game look closer than it was, but. I was completely wrong. And their clutch kicker who has I mean, I don't I don't I can't remember the last time he missed kicks and he missed two that game. What's his name? Blankenship, I think it's his last name. He missed Rodrigo. Two, he missed two field goals that game, which is crazy. Yeah. yeah, that was just it was just a very bad game for all and but you know, South Carolina's defense will play great. They were all over Georgia. Like every every time Prom was throwing it. And I think the one guy had the three, all three picks. I think too. So he's he's not gonna forget that game for a long time. You know, <laughs> I, I kind of want to talk about real quick. Did y'all did y'all watch the ending of that game? Yeah, very wild. I was I was gonna bring that up. So, first off, Muschamp was an idiot. I thought at the end of that game, he kicked a he fifty eight yarder. Fifty eight yard. They were what was it? It was like fourth and like I, three. Yeah, I wrote that down. Fourth and, fourth and three. Instead of trying to go for three yards, he attempted a fifty eight yard field goal. And to win it. I mean, I think his kicker is okay. I don't think he's that great. It I wasn't mean, even close though. It wasn't even close. Like and and you give Georgia the ball. I mean I mean he's really fortunate that it didn't cost them the game and Georgia I mean his defense played great and stopped Georgia going down the other direction. But I mean it's fourth and two or three. Go for it. And you, and they still had time. It was like forty five seconds. That was oh, that was a terrible play call. Wild ending in overtime with kickers missing field goals, multiple kickers missing field goals. Well, so. the, then I mean Georgia had a chance to go down there and kick a game-winning field goal, but they had a illegal formation penalty and it knocked them out of field goal range. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Wow, that was a fun game to watch at the end, but uh, some really bonehead plays. Yeah, also, in first overtime, have you ever seen a game where there's no points scored in the first overtime? I, I can't remember one. I feel like I probably have just from like maybe both kickers missing field goals. It just seems like when you get in clutch situations like that, even Rodrigo Blankenship is going to miss a field goal. And I kind of felt that towards the end. I felt so bad for that South Carolina kicker. And I was like, you know, 
it just feels like this is going to go South Carolina's way and, and you get all that pressure on you. I, I, I can't imagine what it would be like to be a kicker like that. Do y'all want to say anything about the Alabama A&M game? Or? They won. <laughs> yeah. I, so I keep hearing a little bit about Tua and Judy having a little bit of a mixed communication, and then I saw a headline where they got in an argument on the sideline. Drama on the Alabama sidelines. I, I mean, I saw that in the game. I, that's a lot of media hyping things up okay. more than they are. They, they did have, have a dispute, I guess. Um, it was more so on the field. It was just a, a route. I yeah, guess I think Judy, Judy thought it was uh, zone, and Tua saw that it was man. Or, yeah, or the other way around. I mean, okay. it's just it's a com- very he he ran a complex route where he can either sit down into the zone or he can continue to run up the field, and Judy set set down inside the zone, which he was open, and Tua could have just hit him right there, but I think Tua was wanting him to to keep on going towards the end zone so they get a touchdown. But you know, it's I think it's one of those things where it just blows right over as soon as the game's over. Yeah, I saw another interview with Tua that people are calling him cheap because they're running these slants, like cheap passing slant routes. And two is like, well, we're going to keep running. You stop us. I mean, I don't think anybody can. I haven't seen a single person stop the slant route. Now, it's one thing to give that, that pass up, but Alabama gets a lot of their yards because nobody, ta- they don't tackle them. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they can't tackle them after they make that catch. You know, seven, eight-yard route maybe. And if you tackle them, that's only seven yards, but they're blown up into 70-yard routes i mean what's much different than that and all like the bubble screens and stuff that some of these teams run all the time i mean if it's working take it i mean we made the comment about you know Tua does get a little bit of extra yards since he has all these little short passes and yards have to catch which is probably inflates the stat a little bit but if it works it works I mean, I, th- I think the play is, it's actually an RPO. He can either hand it, he reads, he's reading that, that play. It, if the linebacker comes up, then he's throwing the slant. If the linebacker stays back, then he's either going to keep it himself or he's going to hand it off. It's a read option and with a passing, with a passing option as well. So it's, I mean, he's making the reads and, and apparently the, the read a lot of times is a, an open slant. When you have those receivers, yes, yes it is. All right, guys, you will. Want to talk about the game, which I'm going to call it the showdown in Baton Rouge, where opponents' dreams come to die. Oh, Tigers. Coach O. I was fired up watching that game, Coach. Go Tigers. Man, you're, uh, oh, man. The, just the atmosphere, it, it seemed like. It it just went LSU's way the entire game. Death Valley is where opponents' dreams come to die. I love that fire fires me up. I think I'm gonna get that tatted on my back. I wouldn't do that. I, w- I wouldn't do that. No bit. No, I wouldn't. All right, I won't. I won't do that. No, no. It was it was a good game for the for the cane plate. You know, before the game, my boys we went and ate uh, Gator Tail at Chimes down in Baton Rouge. You should try it. Best black and gator tail in in the nation. And then we went and whooped some gator tail. That you did. That's what we did. It seemed like it was going Florida's way. I saw them, you know, they went up by one touchdown, but you you can't do anything with Joe. Joe Burrow is just outstanding. He's playing lights out. Yeah, we, 
We want to make them feel like they were in the game, and then we just take all that hope away. They didn't. They didn't stand a chance down in Death Valley. Our fans were just fantastic. They were. They were loud, and they couldn't do anything about it. Florida didn't know what to do with themselves at the end. Chris, you got a question for Coach? I don't think we have much time with him. Uh, I mean, I guess. How do you think their freshman quarterback performed? Freshman quarterback? Yeah, they, Florida. Florida's freshman quarterback. Yeah, they. You know, I, I don't know if you're paying attention, but they had two different quarterbacks they played. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got you. I, all I knew is our defense was swarming both of them. It didn't matter which one. Now, they play. They played pretty good. They played pretty good, but it's Dev Valley. You can't bring a freshman into Dev Valley at night and expect to do well. What about Trask? How how do you think he played? Boy, no, don't you don't have to be biased. But how how do you how do you think Trask played? That boy is gonna be a player. He's a player. He come to play, and uh, he he made some plays. He made some plays against us in clutch times on third down, fourth down. But in the end, we was able to get to him, get enough pressure, and uh, we 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 wore him down. Wore that offensive line down, and we took care of our business. That's all I got for you, Coach. You 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 want to give a shout out or next week next week we go up to the greatest stadium in the sec mississippi state davis way stadium they got the most passionate fans in the sec we're gonna be ready for them though that's all i got go tiger all right thanks coach o dude is uh is an animal yeah, he's intense. Yeah, hey, he's got them LSU tires going in the right right uh, direction. I reckon. Yep, that unlike was the Dallas Cowboys, that was a good game. <laughs> By the way, we are watching uh, an NFL game right now: Cowboys versus the Jets. So if we uh, if you hear something like that interrupting a segment, that's that's what's going on. So far, and uh, for Mississippi State this weekend is going the wrong direction. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Let's talk a little, just a little bit about LSU, Florida. I thought Trask played very well. That was a great game. It that was, was a, a lot of fun to a, watch. It was an amazing game. Dan Mullen coached. I mean, I don't think he could coach a better a better game plan, a better game. I will say, I was in the middle of tweeting, stop taking out Trask. When I was about to send it, he threw that interception in the end zone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, man, Dan Mullen, uh, he's – He's a genius. I mean, that's just the truth. He knows his way with quarterbacks. I mean, he likes to have a running quarterback, and Trask is, is not really that, but he uses him in the ways that he can be. I mean, he does what little he can with the run, but he was throwing the ball. He made great decisions. You see him going across the field reading where, where the plays were. It was really impressive. I mean, I mean, Joe Burrow, of course, did great too, but it was just a back and forth like a boxing match. It was back and forth taking blows. LSU came out on top. I, honestly, I think they had just had more talent. And Florida will get there soon, I think. Yeah, I was impressed with Joe Burrow. That was very good showing against a, a top 10 defense. And he you know, he, sh- he showed why he's in the Heisman hunt. And I, I think the thing that impressed me the most about that game is how balanced LSU looked compared to how they have been this season. That's a big deal because if they can be a balanced team like that, that's going to cause a lot of trouble for Alabama and all the te- you know all the the higher-ranked teams that they will come into contact with later in the season.
All right, biggest winners and biggest losers of the week. We'll start out with our biggest winners. Chris, you want to go first? Uh, sure. It, I know this is a heavy college football weekend, but the Nationals, big winners. They knocked off the Dodgers, which are which should have been or which were the favorite to come out of the National League, and the Braves lost against the Cardinals. So to put a cherry on top, they got to play the weaker team to make it to the World Series. They're already up two to nothing uh, for the series. So. I mean, you can almost pencil them into the World Series now. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. The Braves just choking like they, you know, normal Braves. You you think they have some really good talent, and they get to the playoffs. And I always think about uh, the movie Major League, where the guys in the stands are like, they're going to blow it in the playoffs. They'll blow it in the playoffs. And just like Braves fashion, blow it in the playoffs. Matt, you got a biggest winner? Yeah, my biggest winner was Wisconsin. I mean, they blew out Michigan State, and I don't think Michigan State is great, but they're not a terrible team, and and they just move on on everybody. Like I said, I think they're in the top four in the playoff. I think they beat Ohio State, who's going to be their biggest competitor up there in the Big Ten. So, Yeah, whether Michigan State's good or not, their defense is good, and they score 38 points against a good defense. That's impressive. Yeah, I really want to look. I haven't looked. Let me pull it up, but the team defense and see how many stats there at the top because they got to be up there. Uh, my biggest winner is South Carolina. Knocking off number three, Georgia powerhouse at their own stadium between the hedges. That is a big deal for Muschamp and the South Carolina program. I don't care for Will Muschamp at all, but this is a this is a big win for him in South Carolina. Yeah, very big win. I, I thought that as the season was progressing, that his seat was getting hot. He, you know, borderline getting ready to, to be fired if he didn't make improvements. But with a win like this, he's earned himself uh, another year or two probably. So I just pulled up some stats. This is, some, this is interesting looking at some of these team stats. 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 Statistics. So Wisconsin is allowing 4.8 points a game. 4.8. And one other interesting note, the top five, four out of the top five are Big Ten. Penn State is number two, Ohio State's number four, and Iowa's number five. So that's pretty cool. And then Wisconsin, yards allowed is 173. So they're number one in both those statistics. But to play devil's advocate, I would like to see the offensive stats for the Big Ten because I don't think those are that great. <laughs> yeah, they're not in the Outside top five. Especially not, not for Iowa. <laughs> that, is, that is a good point. But still, that's impressive statistics. Yeah, I, I just don't, Big Ten. I don't think anybody's scoring points, but Ohio State. So, anybody else got a biggest winner? Oh, we mentioned them in the Red River Red River rivalry. C.D. Lamb, huge game, and we just before the segment we talked about Joe Burrow. He had a, another solid game, and th- those are my other winners. I had my other winner is Arizona State. They beat Washington State in a close one, and we'll find out who they are really this week. But Herm Edwards has got that program going in the right direction. They've only lost one game, I guess, to Colorado, but they beat a couple big-time teams, and they, he's got them in the mix. I mean, I think they're ranked number 18, so I, I don't think they'll really end up at the top of the Pac-12, but he's going, got them going the right direction. You know, you got some of those NFL coaches or whatever come down to college, and it just doesn't work out. It looks like it's working out right now with Herm Edwards. All right, biggest losers. Well, who'd like to give their biggest losers of the week? I got a couple. But uh, I'll go with my <laughs> my first one is going to be Vanderbilt. Losing to UNLV 
badly. I think it, I don't remember what the score was, but they at least lost by two touchdowns. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, that is rough. SEC seems so lopsided. It's just so top heavy. The bad ones are really bad, and the good ones are really good. My my biggest loser is just Georgia. Georgia in general has a horrible loss that you know it possibly knocked them out of their out of the playoffs for sure. And you know, on top of that, from bad game, biggest loser. He's he's a big loser, and also Blankenship missing two or he had one blocked and he missed another one. They would have won the game. That's just he just had a bad day. My biggest loser is Lawrence Tynes, who is a NFL kicker. For this tweet, and I quote, The tank for Tua thing is a joke, right? This cat will not be a starter in the NFL. No way, no how. I'd take him in the fifth or seventh round as a backup at best. Great kid, but he is all hype on a superior team with superior talent. I'd like to ask this guy, how many games has he watched Tua play? And I'm not, I'm not trying to be biased. I am an Alabama fan, but Tua is one of the, one of the top talented quarterbacks I've ever seen play. Yeah. I don't know that he's going to be first round number one overall. We'll have to see about that. But I think he can do a lot better than some of these other guys in the NFL right now. He can definitely be an average to above average quarterback in the NFL. I'm pretty sure that was just a social media stunt to get his name out there. He's, I'm pretty sure he's retired and he's irrelevant. He's a kicker, so I, I don't know how much he knows about quarterback talent, but yeah, I mean, you never know. You never know what to to expect from Tua. There, there's been a lot of quarterbacks that seem like surefire first round franchise quarterbacks, and uh, they don't pan out. But, but you know, I, I would I would say that that his the route that Tua is taking points more more to him actually succeeding in the NFL than not succeeding. Yeah, and uh, I I wanted to put this in there. I'm going to go back to being uh, back to our biggest winners. I'm going to give a shout out to a Twitter handle, MechWildcat9, for tweeting back to uh, Mr. Lawrence. Congratulations on being the first person to contract CTE through their foot. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) I was going to say, I think he's been uh, taking, taking hints from Danny Cannell too much. Guy that uh, always likes to stir up controversy with stupid comments. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's exactly what that was. It was just trying to get his name out there. I mean, who knows? He, Maybe we need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> make some really stupid comments so that we can have a bunch of people tell us how stupid we are. And then maybe they'll listen to our podcast. Maybe. <laughs> we should just tell them that Bo Nix should win the Heisman. Ooh. Start that that's rumor. Yeah. Start that rumor. Hashtag Bo Nix Heisman. We've got to stop saying hashtag Bo Nix those picks then. Yeah. <sighs> Oh, I think I had some more. Hold on. I've got uh, Wake Forest. They had a very bad loss against Louisville, and and now I think that really hurts hurts Clemson because they uh, they now the ACC is even worse than it was. Clemson gets a loss. There's no way they're making the college football playoffs. They they've already started to drop in the AP poll. LSU's number two. Ohio State is three, and I think if I saw Clemson's number four, so they're on that bubble. Yeah, six, uh, sixty-two they, big ones to Louisville. Clemson's at three, Ohio State's four, but okay. but they they've they started going down week by week. That they went down, they lost a spot, and that's blowing out Florida State, which is not a good team. But you know, you would think when you usually you when you're at the top, you lose spots when you lose a close one or, or win a close one, 
and but they're blowing they're blowing they blew uh Florida State out and and still somehow lost a spot. Well, they started going down from that quote unquote close win with North Carolina. That's what really hurt them and I think people are starting to keep a close eye on Clemson because if they start to kind of slip up, they're gonna pull them down. You got another one, Matt? Well, you already mentioned them, but I'm gonna throw them out there. Biggest losers, Braves. I mean, just just blowing the series. They had chances on every one of the games that they lost. I mean, except for the last one where they got destroyed. But just biggest losers. I mean, come on. Would you rather lose getting down ten runs in the first inning, or or like the Nationals beat the Dodgers in the in the tenth inning? I hmm. I think I got to say ten runs in the first inning. It probably depends, but at least I just don't have any hope. I had a hope for just a little bit, but if I had hope for that whole time and then at the last second it's just snatched away, that's a terrible feeling. But it would be fun to watch. All right, jumping into our triple option wager. You got those up, Matt? Yes, I do. How terrible did we do? I know we did pretty bad this week. Well, we only missed one game. Really? I thought we missed a couple. No, just Iowa versus Penn State. Oh, okay. We got LSU right, Notre Dame right, Wisconsin, Alabama. Got all those right. We got Oklahoma right, too. Yeah. And it comes down to the score. So, the actual score, I think 34-27. And I picked 35-31. So, I win. Got lose. Uh, Chris was in the middle, and you were on the high side. Mm. So you are our biggest loser. Yikes. All right, I'm going to man up. Go ahead, shuffle these up. This week we've got apple cider vinegar, Ugh. Uh, the Cristal's hot sauce, and this chili garlic sauce that has not been opened yet because nobody's picked that. Matt has shuffled the cups. I'm going to go with number three. See number what three. Numero. Ooh, I see that, it. What mm. is that sauce? The chili. Oh, the chili sauce. Uh, I'm kind of dreading this. We're only going to. That's why I brought the spoon up here. It's going to be a spoon. Let me get a whiff of this. I want to get a whiff of this stuff. Spoonful of. Uh, see how happy I am that I did not pick a high score like some other person. I just got a. Oh, oh yeah. I just got a little, little hint. I'm trying to open that. Here. So. Leg- <laughs> Oh, 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 dear. I, oh, no, no, no. You want to give a whiff, uh, Chris? So what are you using that for? Like, what did y'all buy that for? I bought it for this. Oh, okay. This is the only <laughs> this. Okay. I thought you bought it to cook with. I was like, what are you cooking with that? No, I only bought it for this. Is that is that good enough? For yeah, that's plenty. Yeah. That's, that's probably going to do some damage. <laughs> Can I, all right, let's, let's. I see a bunch that's, of. That's I good. See, that's good. Right I see there. a lot of seeds in this. The more seeds, the better it no. tastes. No. <laughs> the more enjoyment we get out of it. All right, here it goes. Spoonful of sriracha chili garlic sauce. Basically like sugar. Oh, um, it's hitting me a little later. But I say, the facial expressions <sighs> is kind of disappointing right now. Well, I just slung it back in the throat. Just let it, boom, go down. I didn't. I didn't let it marinate on my tongue. I thought I heard a little Michael Waldrop in the background. <laughs> <laughs> That that wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. Is it spicy? Is it really spicy or yeah. not? Yeah, I mean it's pretty spicy. 
It smelled smell like it smelled it. like a really spicy like salsa from like a Mexican, but yeah. didn't but it didn't smell good either though. Game predictions of the week. Uh, this week isn't the greatest week, not like last week. We've got five games uh, lined up. Let's go with our first game of Arizona State versus Utah. Like I said, we're going to find out who Arizona State really is this week. They are not really better than Utah, so that's <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. I think Utah is going to end up beating them. You know, I feel like Arizona State keeps it somewhat close, you know, maybe 10 points. 10, 7, 10 points, touchdown. So I'm, I'm going to go, say, 31-20. I've got Utah winning 34-20. to 20. Both teams coming off big wins, but i got to stick with Utah. Utah is who I had at the beginning of the season coming out of the, the Pac-12, so I'm going to stick with them, and I think they beat Arizona State pretty handily. Yeah, I don't have a score down, but uh, I've got Utah as well. I picked Washington State. Beating Utah. <laughs> you writing these down or no? <laughs> just <laughs> Sorry, I'm taking my fantasy. <laughs> Back to what I was saying. I picked Washington State to beat Utah. I'm not doing that again. Utah all the way. We all picked Utah, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I got it. I wasn't really doubting it that we would. All right, next game, Temple versus SMU. I put this one on there, and I was thinking, this is going to be a good game. I really think it is. You know, Temple's... Did they beat UCF, didn't they? They beat UCF, they beat Memphis last week. It's a pretty good Temple team, and then you got SMU, who has not lost a game yet. And I think it's time. I think it's time for them to lose a game, so I'm going to go Temple. I, I really wonder what, wonder what the spread's going to be on this. I've got SMU winning by, by 10, 34-24. I, I think because Temple has got that big win over Memphis, I think they're, they're going to have a letdown. I think SMU is just the better team, better offense, and I, I think they win by 10. Who did the, SMU almost lost. I don't remember who it was, too, but it was a really close game last I think time. it was Tulane. Yeah, I think that's right. I'm going with you, Matt. I think Temple is going to pull this one out and give it SMU their first loss. The line on that game is SMU minus seven. At SMU, that's a good home field advantage for you right there. I guess so. I'm still t- sticking with Temple. Oregon versus Washington. Depending on when we pick this game, like when this game was, I would have said Washington a long time ago. But that's not happening. Washington is just not the team that I thought they could be. Jacob Eason, killing me, man. But I got to go with Oregon. I've got Oregon win by a field goal, 27-24. to 24. I, I think this is probably going to be one of the best games of the week, if not the best. It, I think it's going to be very close. As, well, I guess as long as Washington shows up. You, they've been kind of Jekyll and Hyde a lot this year. But if their normal team shows up and Oregon's normal team shows up, it should be a really good game. Yeah, I've got Oregon as well. They struggled against Cal. I don't see them struggling that much with Washington. I've got Oregon winning this one. Next game on the list, Florida versus South Carolina. South Carolina coming off the big high at Georgia. Florida coming off the loss at LSU. Florida's a better team. I mean, South Carolina, they played some really good defense last week, but it's not going to work this week. Florida Florida will be ready. Florida's going to win it. Yeah, I've got Florida winning by two touchdowns. South Carolina has already won their national championship. They they might not win another game all, all season. And, and Florida's probably, I imagine they're ready to get back out there and get a win after losing to LSU. I've got Florida. They're playing very well. 
I don't see them slowing down. So even they took a big loss, but I see them taking care of South Carolina. Florida wins. Game of the week: Michigan versus Penn State. What's up, guys? It's been a little while since I've been here. It's, it's I, well, how come you guys haven't called me in a little while? We thought you were sleeping. Yeah, just about time to take my nap. I was up. Uh, I was to one say before we get started. Hey, podcast world, it's yours truly, Lou Holtz. It's nice to be here. They had no idea. You never know. You're not. You're not very. You don't stand out very much. No. See, what what I do is I is I wear a. Uh, Hat and sunglasses, that's the best disguise. What's so funny? I, I'm just trying to picture Lou Holtz in a hat and sunglasses. So what am I doing here again? Did you guys like me picking games and stuff like that, right? Yep. We got you picking the game of the week. What's good? What game is this? Notre Dame, right? Notre Dame's going to win by 700 points. There. Done. <laughs> I don't know if Notre Dame even plays this week. They may be on a bye. I'm not sure. But they did beat USC last week, so we did just talk about your old team, South Carolina. Well, South Carolina, Gamecocks, Stokakis, they got a big win against Georgia down in the uh, down in the hedges. Yeah, they did. They did. They played good. They're gonna lose this week, though. We all picked them to lose. So the game of the week, Lou, Michigan versus Penn State. Who you got? Here's still Michigan is still trash. I don't see why they still have this. Coach Harbaugh, he's the worst coach I've ever seen ever coach the game. Here's the deal. But he's got nice khakis. He does have some. I will say, whoever his khaki guy is, call me. I need to get some nice creases in my khakis just like Harbaugh does. Penn State's looking real nice and real good. I've always liked Penn State. There's always been a soft spot in my heart for Penn State. I've got to go with Penn State's going to win this game big time. Big game right here. It's going to be a big game. Penn State's going to win by 775 points. Uh, to Michigan's going to score 20. Wow. Mic drop. <laughs> Said we can't drop our mics. That would be really loud. All right, Lou. Appreciate it. We'll go put some money on it. 775 points. Is that what I said? I can't remember what I put. You sure you didn't mean 75? What time is it? <laughs> I just blacked out a little bit. Go go, go take a nap, Lou. All right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for helping the podcast. Out. Peace. What's, what's Lou Holtz's record on the season? Do you have that? Uh, he is 2-5. and five. <laughs> not good. <laughs> not great. Not great. We haven't had him pick all our games, so I, I feel like his totals might be a little off too. <laughs> He's probably not, not not in the running for the tiebreaker. Yeah, when he was right, he was a little bit off on the score. A couple hundred. All right, you want me to go first? Yep. I've got Penn State winning this game twenty four to seventeen. I'm not completely sure who Penn State is, but I, I think I have a better feel for them than I do Michigan. I, I just don't think Michigan's gonna be able to score enough points. To, to beat Penn State. And I, I think it's going to be really low scoring. So 24 to 17, Penn State. I also think it's going to be low scoring because apparently Penn State has the second best defense in the nation. And the only thing Michigan has is a defense. I can see Penn State scoring a bunch of points on de- Michigan's defense. And I was def- I was offense just made their defense look really good last week. But I'm going to go 17 to 9. <laughs> Michigan scores three field goals. They can't score a touchdown. It's a very odd score. Or they miss an extra point. One of the two. It's very low. That's a big that's a big ten score for sure. I think Lou spit on my mic. I've also got Penn State. I thought it was gonna be a little higher. I kinda wanna do that twenty four score as well. I think Penn State's gonna score twenty one points. 
I just don't know how many Michigan's going to score. It's really between me and you. Yeah, I'm going to say 21-14, Penn State. So I'm the only one that has something different, the SMU. Yeah, I know. I feel like not the oddball for once in my life. Me and Brantley are on the same page. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, we're all 25-10. and 10. Just going to throw that out there, our records. So we're all... <laughs> We're all pretty close. Time for a round of male or female. We're not doing uh, no Florida man this, this week, huh? No, no Florida man this week. Male or female, jotted down a couple questions. I've got, I've only got five questions here. First question: I was in a hospital bed, and I went to grab my drink. As I was about to drink, the nurse stopped me, and told me that was my urine and not my drink. So this is a two-part question: person in the bed and the nurse. Person in the bed, male or female? I'll go female. Male. It was a male. Matt got part one right. Nurse, go female. I'll go male. Chris got two for right. Yeah, <laughs> they were both male. All right, question two. So when you're telling these questions, I just close my eyes and picture in my head what I'm picturing. You close your eyes, picture in your head what you're picturing. <laughs> yeah, there's a PIP, a picture in no, never mind. <laughs> PIH, picture in my head. All right, moving on. <laughs> question two. I try busting a bottle in the kitchen. I'm, I'm throwing the bottle down on the ground for some strange reason. I don't know why. The third time I throw this bottle on the ground, it bounces and busts the stove glass. Am I male or female? Well, <coughs> so it's in, <laughs> I don't know to say that. <laughs> I was going to say it's in the kitchen, so it's got to be a female, right? <laughs> <laughs> Is that your answer? Yeah, female. Yeah, female. female. What about you, Chris? I'm going to say male. Chris is correct. Question three. A nurse tries to be funny and shoot one of the rubber gloves at a fellow nurse. The glove ends up popping this person in the face. Is that nurse a male or female? Female. Female as well. You both are incorrect. It was a male. All right, fourth question. I tried to feed a possum. Then it attacked me. Was that male or female? Male. Female. Matt, you got it correct. It was a female. Yeah. All right, last question. I tried doing a handstand on a toilet. <laughs> this sounds starting out really good. Oh, are you picturing this in your, I, in your I head? I am picturing. A picture in your head? PM. All right, I tried doing a handstand on a toilet, and I fell headfirst into the toilet. Was that male or female? That has to be a male. Female. Chris is correct. It was a female. Man, I'm so sure about that. Looks like Chris won this one. I didn't think female would be that stupid. I was basing it on I didn't think the female could hold her body weight up. I don't think I could hold my body weight up with my arms. <laughs> All right, we're going to talk a little bit about the MLB series. 
as we said once before, Braves are out, so we did not pick that correctly. I think we all picked the Nationals to lose as well, right? Yes, we did. They played what, who, the Dodgers? Yes. Yeah. You can tell we know a lot about baseball. (laughs) (laughs) What's the name of that team? I don't think I wrote that down. Oh, well. We know what we picked. It's fine. So, what's the series looking like now? I know the Nationals are up on the Cardinals, two games to none. I'm going to be honest. I don't know who. I think the Yankees are still in it. I think this is fun. Let's let's see what you know here. <laughs> let's test Bradley. <laughs> Yankees. Uh, Houston is still in it. Houston has played. Hmm. I saw the uh, saw the train conductor for Houston when they hit a home run. He goes around the stadium. Yeah, he fell asleep during that game. <laughs> so <laughs> this is what what Bradley knows about the MLB baseball. Oh man, I don't remember. But let's go. Let's. Okay, so you got. The Houston Astros versus the Yankees, which the Yankees won, I think, 7 nothing last night. And then you got the Cardinals versus the Nats. Oh, that's it? Is that the only yes. two games? Two games. I was thinking we could have let you go off forever. Two more sets of teams for some reason. This is for who is going on to the World Series. As much as I've saw now, see, I want to pick the Cardinals because they have a really, they have really good pitchers. And you would think that they would, they would dominate it just like they did the Braves. They would be yeah, doing thing go well. longer. Yeah, and, and the Nationals are actually kind of like that Cinderella team because they came from the wild card and now they're two games up. I, I think I think the Yankees are just playing very very well. As much as I hate to say this, I think the Yankees are going to move on to the World Series. But I'm intrigued with. Nationals and we're Cardinals. We're definitely cheating since we already know that yeah. the Nats won two games. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. You guys take <laughs> Are you going to pick? Are you going to make a I pick? I don't know. I, I'll pick I'm the Nationals since they're already up two games. Okay. Nationals, Yankees, and then I think the Yankees. Boring. I think, yeah, no. And I think the Yankees will probably handle it as much as I'd hate to say it. Yankees winning it yet another World Series like they need another one, anyways. Wait, you're going to call them win it all? Yeah. Calling it, winning it all right now. Ooh, bold statement. All right. Well, I am going to go Cardinals. Cardinals are going to come back and beat the Nationals. It's going to happen. And I'd like to see that. Like I said, Cardinals have have a, some really good pitchers, and I can see them pulling it back, and I'd actually enjoy seeing them come back. Sorry to interrupt you. Keep going with your picks. Dakota Hudson's going to help them win that series. Yep. <laughs> and then I want to go with the Astros. I know the Yankees are playing good. And they whooped over the first game. I think Astros are going to pull it out. So our Astros, Cardinals, and I think I'm going to go Astros. Astros win it all. I'll make it quick. I, the Nationals are already up two nothing. They're going to win. They're going to win this series. There, Strasburg and and Scherzer. It's going to be tough to beat the two of those. And I, I think Cardinals. Their run ends, and I think they're going to play the Astros. I think the Astros have are going to beat the Yankees. They have a better better bats, better. Pitching and like you, like you said, Matt. I think the Astros are going to win the World Series. Going to do a real quick. What is you doing? And we might throw it around a little bit because I have a few questions. But this came up on my Twitter feed. This kid intercepts a pass and runs the wrong way and gets to, like, the five-yard line, I think, and his own team tackles him. And the, the, even the funnier part is that 
The kid is so mad, throwing his hands down on the ground like, man, I almost scored a touchdown. <laughs> wow. that <laughs> That's uh, way worse than Florida State lining up in the wrong direction. Um, yeah, I, I saw that. It was, wow. I mean, you're, you're literally, I don't even, I can't even comprehend. I mean. I, I guess it's happening like basketball and stuff. People run down and like try to throw it at the wrong goal. But touchdown, you got to run all the way. I mean, he ran like 70 yards uh, once he caught that ball or something like that. Well, before he was, he ran like maybe 60 before he was tackled. But it was so funny just watching his own teammate <laughs> run up behind him and take him down. But yeah, what is you doing? You going pretty the funny. Wrong direction. Got anything to add on that, Chris? No, I, I just, I, I, I'm guessing he got turned around. You play defense, you don't. Guess you're not uh, used to to running and scoring touchdowns or even running with the football, and I guess he just got turned around. That's the only thing I can think of. But it it was very it was a good tackle by by his uh, his teammate. <laughs> I mean, he had to full had to out dive, down. full out dive to to trip him up. Yeah, he had to run him down. The funniest part is him so mad because he was so close to scoring a touchdown. What is you doing? All right, I had really quick, Matt. Last week. You said that you were going to pick an NHL team. Have you picked an NHL team to... I have. Uh-oh. I have. So, fun fact, as I was doing my research, I did a lot of research on this. Did you really? I did. Um, the San Jose Sharks were almost named the Rubber Puckies. What? <laughs> Better yeah. be careful with that. Uh, yeah, the Puckies with a P. <laughs> the Rubber Puckies, <laughs> they don't like a puck. Anyways, that was... a. Uh, I didn't pick the San Jose Sharks. Oh. No. No, my my team that I am going to pick to be my team, I'm going to get a jersey. Did but you do the research to see which uh, team has the most Mississippi State hockey players on? <laughs> <laughs> I did not think about that. I might, I might have to change my pick now. Does, um, does Mississippi State even have a club? Yeah. Yeah, they have a team. We play. I think we play in Tupelo, I want to say. Okay. I don't know how serious it is ever, or if we're well. It's usually like a like a club. You you pay to play. Oh yeah, I think we do. I'm pretty sure we do. So the the team I'm going to go with is the Buffalo Sabres. Sabres. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sabres. The Buffalo Sabres. Sabres. <laughs> 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 I'm pretty sure that's on on the um, that's how they say it. In the office, because they, I, I'm going with them because they they bought out Dunder Mifflin is what I'm going with the Sabres, <laughs> or maybe it's Saber. I don't know, but um, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to call them the Sabres. I like that better. They sell the the triangles, you know, on on the office. Did some serious research. I know that uh, we got Victor is our main man. I don't remember his last name, but Victor, he's good. We got two Rasmus on our team. Rasmus times two, and then Zimgus. And I think we're top of our division, whatever division that is. So, go Sabres. Hopped off the train in Scranton, PA, another cloudy gray afternoon. Jumped in the cab, we walked for the first time. Look to the right, and you'll see the electric city sign. This is going to be a good day. But don't you miss the next Sabres? Sabres. Saber. Saber. Dunder Mifflin and Saber. So yeah, 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 yeah. Dunder Mifflin is a part of Saber. So yeah, 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 yeah. Dunder Mifflin is a part of Saber. You sure it's Saber? 
<laughs> See, it's sabre. I'm sure of it. All right, yeah, you, you got the it. buffalo sabres. <laughs> well, I'll keep an eye out on uh, the sabres while I'm watching. Hey, they're four and zero right now. Four and zero. Have you have you watched hockey at all? No. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to add anything? Oh, I wanted to fire somebody. Go ahead. You fired. I had two people that I wanted to fire. Okay. Derek Mason needs to be fired. Just go ahead and get rid of the man. Just just break it off. Rip the Band-Aid off. That's Arkansas's coach, right? No. That's oh. Vanderbilt. I'm talking Vanderbilt. about Vanderbilt. Okay. Yeah. You're fired. And then the other person I wanted to fire, Jameis Winston. Five picks. He played, played in London. And uh, he was playing like, like Oprah with gift-wrapped footballs, handing them to the defense. Everybody gets one. You get one. You get one. <laughs> so... Jameis Winston. I mean, they have an okay offense, but he just too many turnovers. I think his time is up there. But honestly, as long as he gets me points with Chris Godwin, I don't really care. But Jameis Winston, you fired. You fired. Chris, you got anybody you want to fire? Uh, I guess the Miami Dolphins. They had a chance to get their one and probably only victory today, and they lost. Came up one point short. They had a chance to win it with a two-point conversion, and they missed it. They were to beat the Redskins. But that puts him in first place to get Tua. Hashtag tank for Tua. But it, it doesn't matter because he's not an NFL quarterback anyways. He doesn't have the stuff. He's not going to make it. Nope. Flop. Yeah, I guess in a couple of years, though, everybody would be tanking for Bo Nix. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we should go ahead and start that. Get out ahead of everybody else. Exactly. Tanking for Bo. Bo knows. Bo Nix knows. I think we can come up with a better hashtag. we got a couple of years. Okay. Bo first picks. First round pick for Bo Nix. Too long. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. We can cut it out if it's that bad. Uh, I was just going to first round pick Bo Nix. First pick Bo Nix. First picks Nix. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Well, let's go with that one. First yeah, pick just, just throw a bunch of them out there and see what sticks. <laughs> Bo Nick sticks. I'm down. I'm down. I'm down from throw a bunch out there. See what sticks. I'm crying. We'll just we'll just tweet a bunch of them out there to all of our gigantic amount of followers. Dude, you are crying. All t- yes, <laughs> to all 22 followers we have. All right, that's it. Appreciate it. Thanks for hanging with us for however long this is. Our probably over an hour, depending on our cut out of this episode. Be sure to subscribe to your podcast so you get notifications when one of these horrible episodes comes available. Make sure to give us five stars, two stars on the field, five stars in your heart. Follow us on Twitter at T-Option Podcast. Go Tigers. Cool,